the Honorable David Egan, <coughs> met with all 61 school boards last fall. Many school officials asked for assistance in this area in developing their policies. As a response to this request, Alberta Education developed a number of tools, including a best practices guidelines document to provide boards with examples which demonstrate what an environment respectful of uh, diverse sexual orientations, gender identities, and gender uh, expression can look like. On the last slide of my presentation today, I will give you the link to those tools and the guidelines. These guidelines were deserve, or designed to assist the school authorities in developing their policies. Most importantly, they contain constructive suggestions for teachers and schools on respecting and accommodating uh, LGBTQ students. The policies do not impact Alberta curriculum or the Alberta Bill of Rights, which gives parents the ability to withdraw their children from instruction about human sexuality or from instruction or exercises that are primarily and explicitly religious or patriotic in nature. Parents will also continue to receive advance notice when religious and human sexuality topics are going to be part of a class discussion or lesson. And there will continue to be academic, I'm sorry, no academic penalty for a student who is absent from that discussion or lesson. Students and schools still have the flexibility to call parents by their chosen title, mother, father, or something else if they choose. The guidelines also outline that students should be able to access washrooms that correspond with their gender identity. In addition, non-gendered individual washrooms should be available. Schools are advised to have strategies to ensure all areas of the school are safe for students and privacy is maintained for all. This is an example of uh, something you might see in public. Anybody know uh, where the picture on, let's see, your uh, right hand side or your left hand side? The leisure center. No. Anybody else? It's someplace I'm sure you all visit at least once a week. It's Park Place Mall. Oh. The other uh, door that you see is any non-gendered bathroom that you probably have in your own home. There's another piece of applicable legislation which is part of this conversation. It is the Alberta Human Rights Amendment Act, also known as Bill 7. This piece of legislation was introduced uh, by the current Minister of Justice, Kathleen Ganley, in the fall session. It enshrined 
sexual. Oh, this is bad when my papers are sticking together. Uh, sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression as protected grounds of discrimination. This bill received unanimous support in the legislature. This slightly detailed diagram shows the pathway towards good education policy. It starts with provincial legislation that governs the education system. It is currently the school act, but uh, this will be replaced with the educate, the more modern education act, which is due to be proclaimed this year. From there, regulations are drafted to address certain components of the act. School authorities are tasked with developing policies, standards, and procedures. It was in that light in the fall that Minister of Education David Egan asked all the boards to begin to draft policies to respond to both Bill 7 and 10. He also asked to have all policies from public and private school boards submitted by March 31st of 2016. At that point, Alberta Education will review the policies and work through concerns on an individual basis. And that is where our much-discussed guidelines came into the fray. The guidelines for best practices, creating learning environments that respect diverse sexual orientations, gender identities, and gender expressions, were developed as a resource in response to the request from school boards eager to work on their policies. They attempt to provide an overview of practices being utilized or explored across numerous Canadian jurisdictions. The guidelines are not legally binding and merely meant as a bit of a roadmap for boards. The guidelines at a high level fundamentally promote the right to safety in schools and the right to self-identification when it comes to gender. Here is a list of the best practices identified in the guidelines. I will give a few examples of how these guidelines are defined as I go through them. So the first one, uh, providing supports that respond to students' individual needs. All students, including those with diverse sexual orientation, gender identities, and gender expressions, are unique individuals and have differing needs. Supports that work for one student may not work for another. Some students will benefit from universal or targeted supports that may already be in place in the school. Other students may need more specific and individualized supports to enable their full and equitable participation in learning activities and within the school community. And that's the same for anything that happens in the school. The different needs for the different students are addressed within the school system. The indicator for this best practice, students with diverse sexual orientations, gender identities, and gender expressions 
feel comfortable to seek out a staff person to discuss their particular needs, interests, and concerns. All staff are willing and able to actively listen to a student's concerns, respect the student's privacy and confidentiality, and work collaboratively with others to identify and implement evidence-based supports that will make a positive difference for this student. <clears throat> so the second best practice is respecting an individual's right to self-identification. Third, maintaining school records in a way that respects privacy and confidentiality. Number four, ensuring dress codes respect <coughs> an individual's gender identity and gender expression. And in this one, I'll, I'll go through an example as well. A flexible and gender-inclusive dress code recognizes that all students and staff have the right to dress in a manner consistent with their gender identity or gender expression. Accommodating choices in clothing and general appearance is part of respecting identity of individual gender identities and gender expression. And the indicator for this one, schools and school authorities proactively review existing dress codes to ensure they are respectful and inclusive of the gender identities uh, and gender expressions of all members of the school community. For example, rules apply equally and fairly <coughs> to all students and are not gender exclusive such as implying that a certain type of clothing, such as a skirt, will be worn by one gender only. Okay, so uh, minimizing gender uh, segregated activities. Number six. Enabling students with diverse sexual orientations, gender identities, and gender expressions to have full, safe, and equitable participation in curricular and extracurricular activities. Providing safe access to washroom and change room facilities. Providing professional learning opportunities that build the capacity of staff to understand and support diverse sexual orientations, gender identities, and gender expressions. Using a comprehensive, whole school approach to promote healthy relationships and prevent and respond to bullying behaviors. Tenth, ensuring students have the understanding, skills, and opportunities to contribute to welcoming, caring, and respectful and safe learning environments that respect diversity and nurture a sense of belonging and positive uh, sense of self. Number 11, this is an example as well. <coughs> Ensuring all families are welcomed and supported as valued members of the school community. 
Research shows that student achievement improved when parents and other caregivers play an active role in their child's education and that good schools become even better schools when parents and families are involved. When parents, teachers, students, school leaders, and others see one another as partners in education, a caring and responsive community is formed. Parents and other family members with diverse sexual orientations, gender identities, and gender expressions may have experienced discrimination in the community and may not feel welcome or included in their children's school community. An intentional and inclusive approach to school, family, and community partnerships with strategies and activities that support student learning and well-being, strengthens families, invigorates community supports, and increases student success. So the indicator for that one is school forms, websites, letters, and other communications use non-gendered and inclusive language, uh, e.g. parents, guardians, caregivers, family, partners, student, or their, instead of Mr., uh, Ms., Mrs., mother, father, him, her, etc. Staff use appropriate language to acknowledge and communicate with families. If unsure of the appropriate language, they ask the family for guidance, e.g. how children refer to their parents uh, and or other parent partners. When organizing school-supported uh, student, family, or community events, staff ensure activities are designed in ways that are inclusive and respectful of diverse sexual orientations, gender identities, and gender expressions. Staff respect the privacy and confidentiality of parents and families as it relates to sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression. The school student code of, uh, sorry, the student code of conduct addresses bullying behavior that targets a student because of the actual or perceived sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression of parents or other family members. Family members are able to access washrooms that are congruent with their gender identity. Schools also have non-gendered washrooms available for public use. <coughs> now, I want to take a second to address the three misconceptions that are out there. The first misconception is that guidelines erode the rights of parents. The Alberta Bill of Rights states that parents have the right to make informed decisions respecting the education of their children. The best practices in the guidelines can be used to support students who may be facing difficulties at home. They may also help families 
understand and support their children who identify as LBGTQ. As well, students and schools have the flexibility to call parents by their chosen title. The second misconception is that changes in legislation will require additional <coughs> capital costs. Alberta Education does not believe that to be the case, and we will be releasing more plans about our future school designs in the months ahead. Some boards are already proactive. The Calgary Board of Education engaged transgender and gay students about general, gender neutral washrooms in the future and how they could be scoped into the design of more than 20 new school and modernization projects currently underway. The outreach community here in Lethbridge have offered to engage with our school boards to assist in drafting their policies. And the last misconception I want to address is one that is claiming the government has issued a province-wide policy on this file. This is not true. School boards should be consulting with their legal counsel on policies they are drafting and then submit to the Alberta Education for a further review. Now a little bit about my perspective. This controversy has sparked much debate on this issue, and it should be talked about and understood. Having said that, I am deeply saddened by uh, some of the hateful rhetoric that I have received in my office. And to me, it was, um, you want your child to be protected? What about everybody else's child? Every single child who's in school should receive the equal protection. I suspect that uh, had the phrase been persons with disabilities or the word race uh, been substitute for, substituted for gender identity and gender expression, this debate would not have occurred, or at least not this year. This is about principle and about respect for all. I fully support policies developed by the speech school board, uh, which provides respect for every single student under their care. Now that was a brief overview of the work that's currently underway within Alberta Education. Under the guidance of Minister Egan, and my perspective on the reaction to the guidelines. Uh, when we uh, finish lunch, I'll be very happy to take your questions. And uh, so think about them while you're eating. And I hope that they are uh, good, thoughtful questions. Uh, thank you very much for your time.